Episode 193. Thank you all for listening to episode 192, Effin' Marks. I am Marcus Wellington, the 14th, here with my co-host. Bear Covington, the 8th. And that's it, because nobody else wanted to join the meeting. And people just don't know how to show up on time, I guess. Well, we know that, and we haven't heard from, uh, <clears throat> what is it, Hornswoggle's cousin, the Hornbill, or Crawl Space Jake. Um, <clears throat> but... That's that's like him. I wonder if he's on sabbatical again. Probably stuck in a crawl space. <laughs> Probably. Speaking of which, I did uh, had it actually estimated today and had the professionals look at it. Ran water in there and then had my sink filled up, pulled the plug a little bit, started going down, and they're like, whoa, stopped it. So the pipe that's underground in the crawl, it was bursting out of the bottom of that. Ooh. Yeah, and so that's why that – because the water wasn't there when they got down there. I'm like, then it's got to be something coming from that drain, and it, like, poured out. So I'm like, that's got to be a significant hole. He's like, as soon as you let that big water down, like, more pressure, it just pushed it right out. I'm like, wonderful. So I wonder how much food from the garbage disposal just came out that hole. Ugh. Yeah, that's got to be disgusting. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. And I did see we're, we're going to have a, another participant here shortly, you know, somebody that we can actually rely on. That's what I like yeah. to see. So he'll join in. He's joining in right as we start the show, so that's great. So who else What's has up? joined us? AB. <laughs> what up, man? Oh, man. We, we live? Yeah, we're yeah. live. All I can see is your giant mouth. Oh, good. <laughs> can't, see, pizza. Can't, <laughs> can't see your damn head. What kind of pizza is that? Yeah, good. no shit. Hungry Howie's. What like what's on it? Um, what pepperoni, sausage, uh, bacon, meat lovers, no Oof. homo. Hey, no, there's no homo when it comes to pizza and meat lovers, right? Uh, yeah, the uh, dude, I had pizza over the weekend. I had Marcos for the first time in like two years, and uh, I was told by one of the franchise people at Marcos um, that I know. She's like, yeah, try the. It was like uh, regular crust, and then you know Parmesan garlic on a crust, and then get extra sauce and it was pepperoni uh pepperoni the old world pepperoni jalapenos yeah jalapenos bacon and pineapple i wasn't sure about the pineapple on that but it added a perfect like sweet to salty taste or sweet and hot taste i was like damn that was actually pretty good we were shocked yeah my marco's order pretty much every time is thin crust with the garlic sauce the white sauce yep Pepperoni, chicken, double cheese. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I split it half and half. Sometimes if I'm feeling fat, I put it over the whole thing. If I split my pepperoni and split my chicken and put all double cheese, it makes me feel less fat when I eat it. Also getting thin crust. There you go. Get that and parm and garlic on it every time. You get the thin and crispy or the hand toss thin? Oh, thin and crispy. It's a, it's a prepackaged. Yeah, we used to have that. But I, I'll take that every day. I think it's good. It is good it. stuff. That's where uh, time, but I haven't had it in a while. You know, Village Idiot switched their crust to that like a couple oh, years yeah. back. Oh yeah, Village Idiot probably has the best pizza in town. Well, they they switched though. They used to have their own thin crust dough, and then like within the last couple years, they switched it to a thin and crispy, which I was fine with because I liked the thin and crispy. But I I did like their thin dough. They had really good, you know, regular thin dough. Yeah, I don't, I don't do regular crust much anymore. It's always thin of some sort. Cody Bryant, you had a Village Idiot? Uh, no, I don't think not since you took me out there. 
Oh shit! So it's been a minute. Yeah. In like twenty years. All right. Since our asses went out there. The only thing is, once you once you get there, pizza, you got to let it sit for like thirty minutes because it's so goddamn hot. Like it is ridiculous. Like it's so good, and you just want to eat it, but it's just it's the hottest pizza in the world. Oh, dude, and it, it's great. Yeah, when I went to Marco's uh, over the weekend, man, they they loaded my shit up too. They they gave us a lot of shit. It was hot. The toppings were like a shitload of toppings. I'm like, damn, this is actually a good pie. So I was like, I'm not making you pizza. The fuck? Pretty much. No, it was like, it was legit. That was probably the best pizza I've had there. No joke, not even bullshitting because you're my buddy. But since you worked there, like it was perfect. You know, like the, the crust was perfect. The toppings were great. Did exactly what I asked. Extra toppings. It was freaking great. Yeah, they're, they're a good place, man. I'll tell you what. We, we kept hearing about a place over, over near you, Cody Bryant, uh, called Charlie's. Charlie? Not like Charlie's the restaurant, but like Charlie's, I don't know if it's a bar or something, but our buddy Brad, who we do the the drinking with, the dude's driveway distance drinking, he uh, told us about it. They said, and Shiv said it was amazing. I was like, might have to try it out. Yeah, I'll have to try that out. Is that really it was called Charlie, like over in Sylvania, I think. Okay. Maybe. I'll, I'll find out for sure and let you know. Um, and I'll, I'll get in touch with him and find out. But uh, in the meantime, we got to thank Wes Anderson for moments in time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. So we got a lot of, lot of shit today to talk about. Um, so we can get right into some of this. First one was PGA. Bear, are you uh, prepared to recap us on PGA? Um, I'm trying to think of who won because I forgot. Webb Simpson. Webb, yeah, Webb birdied five of the last six. I knew somebody did. Um, yeah, they had a couple weather delays uh, thrown in there too. Um, not a great week for my pick. I really thought Kokrak was going to do something. I had uh, he was one of my two missed cuts in uh, DraftKings. No, I, had five. I trusted you. <laughs> oh shit! No shit. I had I had five guys on. Uh, Thursday at two under or better. The only one I didn't was Shane Lowry. And all of those guys shot one under or worse, except for Shane Lowry, who shot four under and still managed to miss the cut because he shot two over the day before. Cut was three. So I had four guys at two under, one guy and two guys at one under, and the cut was three. So, yeah, I uh, – oh, sorry, I lied. I had Bryson. So I had one guy make it. but I So I had one guy at one under. So, yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, but yeah, Webb, after getting cut, after being a big favorite the week before, gets cut, comes back and wins the tournament. Um, pretty much putted lights out after the weather delay, birdied five of the last six to win by two and run away with it. Um, from answer, who I think Brandon picked, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, correct. No, you're right. He finished second. He, uh, he pretty much uh, was top three the entire weekend, um, finished second behind Webb, um, but, I mean, he played really well. I didn't realize, um, you know, how good of – how good that he was playing, but he uh, he missed um, – I think he missed a short birdie on 14 or 15, and it just kind of took his wind away for the last couple holes. And with Webb birdieing everything, I just – I'm pretty much, uh, you know, Webb is a veteran. Answer is uh, probably a second year. I'd say pretty much you can call a rookie almost. So kind of, I don't want to say choke because he still played well, but just couldn't pull the win out. But um, yeah, very impressive. It was a it was a good weekend of golf again. Um, I think on I think Sunday 
Um, they had, I think it, well, maybe it was after Saturday, but going into Sunday, I think they said 36 players were within four strokes of the lead, which is absolutely insane um, for a tournament, especially. So that's, I mean, that shows that a lot of guys are playing really good golf and they're all kind of on even playing field competing wise. So rather impressive there. Yep. And then Daniel Berger finished third, came yep. back. Remember I was talking about it. I said, I should ride this hot streak. He's got should have. Yeah. Cause, cause I had a Kuchar who finished 41st. Um, the other guys though, like they had Justin Thomas and Bryson DeChambeau, they both finished eighth. So I'll share my screen real quick so you can just see the updated standings, but it, it worked out pretty well for them who they had. And so the, where we're at, you know, bear, they, they closed in on us. I mean, I got a little closer to you. You were so far ahead, but they, like I told you, um, Jake is within three of me and Brandon's within three of Jake, three plate, like three places, six points. That's it. Cody Bryant's he's getting better. You know, he's getting there. And Cody Bryant, you know, the other two guys aren't here and didn't give us our picks, so I guess it's going to be us three, and they're going to be stuck with whatever. All so right. for our uh, FedEx Cup, once we get to that in a little bit. But the Travelers, what can you uh, – Bear, what can you tell us about the Travelers? Um, yeah, so the Travelers is a well-known stop on the PGA Tour. Um, they play there quite a bit. I think it's in Cromwell, Connecticut. Um I don't want to say easy course, but easy-ish course. It's a par 70, probably about 7,200 yards. So bombers can, you know, cut this cut this course down. Um, pretty high scoring. Uh, last year, two under was the uh, cut line, and I expect it to be right around there again this year, maybe three, just the way these guys are playing. Um, but it's, it's a course that Bubba Watson's had success at, Paul Casey's had success at, Bryson's had success at. Um, those are your, those are your, uh, guys, your guys up there who have played well, but again, you're getting, you know, the cream of the crop since everyone wants to play again. Um, except for Brooks Kepka this week, his caddy, um, has COVID. So he withdrew. Brooks got tested, did not. He just withdrew cause he didn't have a caddy. Bram McDowell had COVID, um, and his caddy, both of them did. So he also withdrew. So the PGA tour had a, um, they had a press conference today pretty much going over what, you know, what is going to happen here with everything that's going to, you know, going to happen with COVID. And they pretty much said, if you test positive for COVID three times, then uh, you will, I think they said you'll have to take a couple month break from the tour. So it'll be one of those things to see. I mean, from my knowledge, I haven't heard of anybody in the world who's tested positive twice for COVID. I just don't know. So uh, McDowell will have to be out at least two weeks, 14 days. He'll have to quarantine until he can come back and play another tournament. You saw, you saw Cam – no, you saw Cam Champ here as well, tested positive, so he's out. Yeah, and, and Watney was the first one um, who tested positive, but he was – they tested everyone around him, and he, his caddy didn't even have it. It was just him. Um, and, yeah, Cam Champ I must have missed because that – when was I said? That's, oh, that was yesterday. Yeah, so I must have missed that one. I didn't see it because McDowell was the big one. I knew Watney was first in the week. So it's it's getting there, but PGA Tour is not going to shut down for that. They're just going to test and keep testing. Um, and like you said, if you get it, you're out for two weeks and you got to miss two tournaments pretty much, which for guys like McDowell and Kepka, it's not that big a deal. They got money. So it's the guys who, uh, you know, have to fight every week 
to make a little bit of cash to make a living here are the guys that it'll really affect. So hopefully that doesn't happen to any of them. But, um, yeah, so this week, like I said, um, Paul Casey, Bubba Watson, those are your – those are the guys who had a lot of success here. Bryson as well. Um, Chez Reavy won here last year. Um, blew away the field one by four. Bubba won. Yeah, I remember that, dude, because Chez Reavy, I was like, holy shit, he just destroyed everybody. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Bubba, Bubba, won, Bubba Watson won two years ago. Jordan Spieth won three years ago with Daniel Berger finishing second. This was one of the last tournaments before he got injured, by the way. So, you know, big good picks this week. Uh, Berger, Casey, Bubba Watson, um, Keegan Bradley on the, on the um, quiet side of things. Um, and, again, you can never count out guys like Justin Thomas and Dustin Johnson, these guys, um, you know, who – just are you know the good golfers they're going to play well at most of these courses but yeah Paul Casey has uh they had tied for fifth last year second the year before and tied for fifth year before that so three years in a row top five um and I see since you were sharing your screen that Brandon picked him and uh I wanted that to be my pick this week but I know if I pick it I'll just um I, I would almost guarantee that I will jinx him and he probably won't even make the cut <laughs> yeah, that's what that was my thing is, you know, I was like, damn, I thought about taking Daniel Berger, but I don't want to mess up his streak, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit. So yeah, I, I already took Berger because that was going to be my secondary pick and I didn't really have anything else behind it. So um, I, I, I can't. You, I, you already took him. Yep. So I'm, I'm going to stick with Brandon and I'm going to go with Paul Casey. Um, hopefully he can finish at least top 20 for me here after Kokrak let me down and uh, was the only one that to cut last week. Well, Jake, we'll wait on him. So, uh, Cody Bryant, who's your pick for this week at the Travelers? I'm going to go with uh, Abraham Answer. It's a good pick. That is. It's Bomber. Like, here last year. like you said, man, Bomber's delight course for him. And for everybody, Bryson, you know, a lot of these big guys, Brooks is out. You know, he would have been a favorite too, that Bomber shot. Because he – is it him or Bryson that's like driving 380 consistently? Yeah. Bryson, yeah, he was – He came That's out insane. Today. Yeah, and he uh, – Brooks came out today and said that, you know, anyone can get as mad as they want. They go, but Bryson is the one who's been putting in the work to put on 30 pounds to drive it further. Said, so here's an idea. Stop complaining and work on your own game instead of worrying about what the guy's doing next to you, which I thought was great. And he said he – you know, he said it was cool what Bryson was doing for himself to get better because that's – so did, did, did he get, like, fatter? Did he get fatter or bulkier? He got fat and then bulked. So he, like, gained the weight and then turned it into muscle. So he basically did what – right. So he basically did what our, our boy did from Always Sunny. Yep. The old Mac. I love it. Um, all right, so FedEx Cup champ. So we're, we didn't pick this at the beginning of the year, and we should have. Uh, we will next year. So when we do our point standings, right now title updates, pod titles, I have 13. Uh, Brandon has three. Cody Bryant has two. Bear and Jake have none. So uh, same as last year, if you pick, if you have the, the lowest score in points, you get a championship. And then if you pick the FedEx Cup champ correctly, he has to win the championship, not this finish second if we don't have a guy that wins it we get nothing so uh cody bryant you get your first pick any golfer you want to win this fedex cup this year oh boy um i will 
I haven't done too you, good I'll, during the season, to be honest. I'll give you the uh, updated standings right now. So, number one is Sung J M. Two is Justin Thomas. Three is Rory McIlroy. Four is Patrick Reed. Five is Brendan Todd. Six is Webb Simpson. Mark Leishman, Lanto Griffin, Sebastian Munoz, and Xander Schauffele. Oh, really? Now, wait a minute, because I have it updated through uh, Sunday, and Webb Simpson's actually won. Is he? Okay. I just I, I pulled it what it looks to be the most recent list. Yeah, so this is uh, – what does it have the number of events on there, too? Um, For, like, Webb and Justin and any of those guys? No, I just – okay, here it is. Yep. So, yeah, Webb is, Webb is one, Justin's two. Young yeah. JM is three, Rory's four, Patrick Reed five, Brendan Todd. And he's only up there because he's played 16 events, right? Right. And that's, you know, that's why you got, we haven't gotten the extra points for the majors and that yet. So it's. And, and I saw Tigers only played three events and he won one. Which event did he win? Um, he won. How did he win? Did he win the match? No, it wasn't a match play. Trying to think of what he won right now. Yeah, because it said he's played three events, and he's got two top tens and a and a win. I'm like, what the hell did he win? Yeah, it would have had to have been one of the earlier ones. I think I can't. I can't remember. Let's see if we if we can find out his last uh, his last win. So he's tied for first with Sam Snead. Wasn't didn't that didn't he get that with the Masters? I thought he broke that. Where 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 where? Yeah, that's one of those things. So professional win he has a hundred and ten professional wins. Oh, the Zozo Championship in uh, October. Oh, because that counted on this season. October did. Yeah. Yep. That's right. So October counted for this season because I forgot they ended in, ooh, what, like like August or September? Yeah. Yeah, they end, they end at the end of August, and we didn't start till, uh January 1st. So what we'll do is, well, should we end in August and start our new season then? No, because we'll just go through. The um, whole year? Yeah, th- this year, this next year we can. We can start it when they start first. Yeah, so we'll start our picks at the beginning of the season and pick our FedEx Cup then. Yeah. No, I like that. That'll be good. Um, okay, so that, that answers that question. So, Cody Bryant, back to you, sir. I'll put this All in right. front of you so you can see the standings too, so you can see where the guys are right now. You can make your pick. You get the number one overall pick, my friend. Oh, shit. Well, you know what, man? I'm going to stick with Abraham, man. I'm just going see to what, see what he does. This will be this is the beginning. And right now he's he's 11th. So Abraham answer is your FedEx Cup champ. So I would be next. Um, Justin Thomas won it last year, correct? Yes. I'm going to stick with him. I think he repeats. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, Bryson. I think that he's good pick. I play good golf the rest of the year. He'll win a major this year, I think. So that's going to be uh, my choice for the FedEx Cup. So, oh, and Rory, oh, we got Brandon's pick. His first pick is Rory, so he gets Rory. He put it in right before we picked, but he had Rory and Brooks. So 
the parrot has a, a wide variety of choices. So we'll see what the parrot comes up with. Crawl Space Jake, our friend. So updated standings, though, like we talked about. Barry, you're at 30.1. Uh, I am in second, 35.6, Jake, 35.9, Brandon, 36.1, and Cody Bryant, 45.7. But, hey, man, anything could happen. You guys gained a lot of spots. You gained 67 spots on, uh, on Bear this week, which you needed because right now you're sitting at 534 points, and Bear is sitting at 347. So you're 180 behind, but a couple of those, you're right back in it. So, and it's a win it. That's right. So let's. Uh, we got to thank Brandon at All Wear Clothing. Uh, you can go to Brandon. I just went to Brandon yesterday. Actually, I sent you guys the uh, stickers. So he's got the stickers done. Stickers look freaking absolutely amazing. Uh, thank you again, Brandon. He was gonna do. We talked about doing a soft gray on the um, on the shirt instead of white. But I looked at it and I was with him. And we're gonna do a white, but we're gonna do like a one stroke of white, so it looks faded almost. So it's like a soft white, so it looks like an old T-shirt. So, And I, I felt the shirts, so they're not like the ones we got for last year, the gray ones. They're black, but they're like a, a stretch fit, and they're very thin, which I like. So not the same type of material. It's all like I think 100% cotton, but it's really nice and thin and stretchy. So looking forward to those shirts. He's getting us, you know, we've got the koozies coming. He's excited. He's most excited about the koozies. He's like, man, I got it ready. When the Coos in or, in or I'll let you know, we're going to have the OTL logo on one side or a traditional logo and the new uh, OTL NWO logo on the other. So I am looking forward to those koozies. Cool. It's going to be badass. So I figure in episode 200, we can give away some koozies or stickers. Um, we'll talk about the cost of them, how we want to give them up, how we divvy things up. We'll see what you guys, everybody wants. I'll, re, I'll recap what everybody ordered uh, when we get to it. But Brandon and All Work Clothing helps us out. He can help you out, all of your clothing needs. Like we said, he does stickers. He does koozies. He can do he can do anything you want. So he's done some things for other organizations. He's done polos. He does polos for us. If we wanted OTL polos, he'd do them for us as well. He does sweatpants. He does banana hammocks. Anything you need, Brandon, allworkclothing.com. So let's go right into NASCAR since that's the next thing. So we had a lot of things happen. Um, <laughs> so this new situation, what in the hell happened? I mean, it was a pull down in the garage. It sounds like um, someone else from his team saw it, and I don't blame him for taking the precautions that were needed to be taken um, in the time of, of where we're at right now in the in the world. Um, I, you know, I don't I don't blame anyone for that shit, and I think that NASCAR went in. I mean, they got the FBI involved. I think they acted swiftly and did what they needed to do to, uh, you know, make sure, de-escalate, do what they needed to make sure that this wasn't a hate crime, make sure this wasn't somebody. Because, I mean, my first thought was fans can't be in there. So if someone did this, it's someone on a team in NASCAR or media. There's no one else who can be down there, which would have been horrendous for the fact that, one, that means there's still someone who would have been racist around there, and, two, that, you know, it could have negatively affected a driver – someone on their crew, you know, who if the driver would have had no idea, then it puts them in a bad light because they may not have known. So um, happy the situation turned out the way it was. It wasn't anything bad. I know now you've got all these, now you got all these fucking idiots that are, 
yeah, they're oh the 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 whole thing. What was that, Jesse Smollett? And they're trying to say that shit about Bubba. I'm like, oh, yeah. Bubba didn't even fucking report it. Shut the fuck up. Like, and I know I just swore three times the f bomb, but it pissed me off so much. I'm like, just shut up. Like. This guy, and you got to give NASCAR credit. NASCAR has done more for Bubba Wallace in two days than the NFL has done for Colin Kaepernick in five years. Like, it's insane. And it was nice to see what the drivers did uh, at the beginning of the race. You know, they all got around his car, put it to the front for the national anthem. I thought that was very telling. Like, they're all behind Bubba Wallace. And he had a shot there, man. He had a shot at that race. He was up there, ran out of gas. And then, but Corey LaJoy, right? came behind him. I don't know if you saw this. Corey LaJoy got behind him and pushed him mm. to his pit so he can get gas. I was like, that's awesome. Corey LaJoy was out of it. So he's like, hell yeah, I'm going to get him there. And still, I know Cody Bryant, you had Bubba Wallace. He still finished 14th, even running out of gas late in the race. Hey, man, that fool ran out of gas, man. You see, <laughs> that, see, that, <laughs> that's, that's the black side that came out of him. It wasn't just that. There was everyone that was running out of gas there. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of guys had to come in, man. And that, that fucking finish, though, that finish is one of the best finishes. Talladega is always, and Daytona always got great finishes. But, man, Bear, what, what happened in that final lap there, that final turn? Well, I mean, that was wild. Uh, that was one of the most wild races I've seen just for the fact that they raced so long without wrecking. I mean, Chase Elliott's running third and wrecks and doesn't cause the big one, which happens literally never. I mean, he, I mean, Austin Dillon was the only one who got a piece. Uh, luckily, Byron got around him uh, because I picked him. So I was like, oh, thank God. Um, but, yeah, down down at the end, um, they wrecked with, what, four laps to go. So they went to overtime, did the green-white checkered. And um, they were coming back down. I think they were coming through turn two, and there was a big wreck in the back. Right. And NASCAR luckily let it go. them race because it wasn't affecting anybody in front. And they let him keep going. And, I mean, it was crazy. Um, everyone pushing everybody. It's just crazy to see the runs that they get there just when someone's bump drafting, just pushing them towards the front. One of the craziest things ever. And I thought Stenthouse had it. I think even Mike Joy said Stenthouse got it. And uh, Blaney beat him out by, I think, uh, seven hundredths of a second, seven thousandths of a Correct. second. Correct. Yep. Same as last year when he won. As everyone's wrecking around him, it was such a cool sight because Eric Amarola wrecks through and finished third backwards. He he, roll, he he spins backwards and gets third. I mean that's that's he, he did the Ricky Bobby. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was insane. One of the craziest finishes I've ever seen. It was an awesome race, um, which that always is at Talladega. And that's why we'll see Daytona. You know, Daytona is the last race before the playoffs. It's going to be nuts because guys are going to be trying to win to get in. And I went back and counted through the races. I updated all our races here. As you can see, I'm going to make this a little smaller real quick just so you can see. So there are 34 races this year because the top lines obviously are named. So there's 34. So they, they haven't put in the other two yet. They might put them in. Uh, we'll see. But I don't know where they're going to fit it in in the schedule. Um, we still have the 10 playoff races, but I've got everything updated here for what the races are going to be to finish out this weekend. We do have those two Pocono races that were scheduled at the beginning of the season. We said this will be cool to see, and guess what? We've already pretty much seen this this year because of COVID, mm -hmm. Wednesday and Sunday race. But now we're going to see back-to-back -back nights. Now, have they said – I haven't looked at this. Have they said if they're going to use the same car for both races? I doubt they will. I'm sure they'll have two <laughs> to use um, just because it's too different. I mean, I think Saturday is a night race and – or no – Saturday is an. They're both afternoon. I gotta see what time they were. 
I thought Saturday was later, but no, yeah. So it's three thirty and four o'clock. So they're both mid afternoon races, which I'm sure one rain because it's rained. It seems like every goddamn day of NASCAR. Talladega got rained out Sunday, so they had to race on friggin' Monday, and they get rained again. And I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" They just need to start doing these at noon when they rain them out. So yeah, there'll be two afternoon races Saturday and Sunday, both Pocono, which will be cool. So uh, Jake is first in points. Uh, he's not here to make his picks. We'll get him in there as he gives them to me. Um, so next would be Bear. Your picks for both Pocono races. All right. Um, I think the first race I want to go with uh, Denny Hamlin. And then the second race, I'm going to go with Cole Custer. The only reason why I didn't have Hamlin I, in the opposite way is just because you had Hamlin in the other one. Yep, I do. So, uh, Dub, who would be next, has Chris Boucher in race one and Ryan Blaney in race two. Cody Bryant. Uh, let me see, let me see who I haven't chosen yet. All right, all right. I'm gonna go do Joey Logano the first race. You already, you already picked him. You oh, picked him at Darlington. <laughs> oh, sure did. Dang man. All right. Oh no, damn, picked him too. Man, okay, okay. Did I pick him yet? All right, I'll pick Kyle Busch. It's a good pick. That is a great pick. The first one. He's and due, man. You should go with Kurt Busch. Just pick both the brothers for fun. The Bush boys, yeah. It's a it's a Bush kind of weekend. Bush. Bush. <laughs> Did you see that commercial of those guys in quarantine? It was uh, like a video, and they're all guys, and they're all like ragging on each other, and then they're like, here. And they're like, Bush, Bush, Bush. And the other last guy's got a Miller Light and says, sucks. <laughs> Opens the can and just says, sucks. Uh, it was great. But uh, for me, I'm uh, going to go with Eric Jones in race number one. He does very well here. He's won here. And then uh, Denny Hamlin as well, who also drives well, who's having uh, the best season so far out of anybody. So hopefully this brings me back a little bit. I am behind. Uh, Jake is destroying me alone. I mean, he's he's doing well, man. I mean, Jake, total points this year. How many races we had? Uh, what did we say, 13 so far? I think so. Yeah, 13 races. Jake has 122 points. And I'm in last. I have 212. So he's 90 ahead of me. He's two more than two races ahead of me. Yeah, his worst finish is 19th twice. It's pretty good. He's having a great year. I give him a lot of credit. So with NASCAR. The problem is, though, is uh, you see all those guys he used? Yeah. And be getting into some trash slop here coming up. So he's going to have to navigate his way because he's uh, pretty up all his big dogs. Yeah, he's got what he's got Kyle yeah. Bush yet. He's got Kyle left. He's got Clint Boyer he can use. Yeah. yeah, and Chase. I've used a lot of my big guys too. If you look at mine, just picked them in the wrong weeks. It's like I pick them one week, mm-hmm. the next week they finish second. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I get Almarola, thirty third. Next week he was fifth. <laughs> this sucks. But um yeah, it'll be it'll be fun this week to see what happens in NASCAR and 
uh, a few other things there that we had for NASCAR. So we, we had talked about Talladega. We got our picks. Um, like we said, all the drivers are supporting Bubba Wallace. I think NASCAR, just because, you know, they've been, uh, they've been of course, the – the sport that is the racial sport of all sports. And they've been the one, I think of all major sports, you know, the four major sports plus NASCAR soccer, anything that has done the most for everything going on. Yeah. Can, can we give a shout out to NASCAR for getting it? I mean, granted it took them 70 some years, <laughs> yep. but I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, they, they got it and they've done more, you know, just in these last few months than, you know, like you said, the NFL has, and the NHL has, you know, and baseball, like, Lord knows the, the problems baseball has. But, I mean, the, the progress that NASCAR has made and, you know, even with, with what happened at Talladega, you know, you, you for what they've started, you kind of take a cynical approach. At least I do, you know, just as a black guy. But, you know, the for what they did at Talladega, for, you know, getting the FBI involved and doing everything that they did just over what somebody thought could have been a noose, you know, that, that says a lot. Yeah, it says a lot. It's, that's a lot more than what, you know, other leagues and, and organizations have done. So, right. you know, it's, it's, a, you know, it's a good sign. I think, the, to me, the, the best part about, about all of it I, I, you know, I've seen everything kind of secondhand and uh, looked everything up uh, online, like the articles and everything. And there was a, a part after the race when, you know, Bubba goes up to the fence and there's actually like a group of black fans at the race. And he and takes black Lives Matter shirts and everything, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, you know, he takes his mask off and he's smiling, you know, and it's, it's just, you know, just to be still that strong, you know, to where, you know, for, like to be in his position where, you know, it's tough, man. Because he, he probably feels like, you know, I can't speak for him, but, you know, he probably feels like being the only black guy in NASCAR, he kind of feels like he can't really belong anywhere. So I think for that to happen and for those black fans to be there, and Talladega, a place where, you know, like at one time the press box was named after George Wallace. Like, and I mean, if you don't know anything about George Wallace, like Google him and you will be highly disappointed and angered. You know, and, and you know, that was one of the lead uh, charges of segregation, not only in Alabama, but the United States. And for, you know, NASCAR, uh, was it French? Is that that the family's name that runs France. 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 So and, and you know that the father actually helped fund his presidential bid at one point in time. So you know for all that stuff to happen, you know at Talladega, you know like that's a that's a big deal. So you know shout out to NASCAR for getting it and still and and actually holding up their end of the bargain and following through on what they said they were going to do yep and they uh let's not forget what they did with uh kyle larson you know when that shit went down several months ago and they suspended him and then all the teams fired him lost sponsors so i mean they they got it then before all this shit even happened 
they got it and then they this happened and they just continue to get it and you can see all the guys i thought that was so moving to see i don't know if you saw it cody but uh the all the drivers around bubba's car walking it to the front for the anthem i don't know if you've seen that that was so awesome and i mean he was overcome with emotion with that and even richard petty richard petty hasn't come to a race in a long time that guy's what 80 how old 80 some years old And he was there for his driver and he's a hundred percent behind his driver, which I think is amazing. And um, shout out to Richard Petty too, because he gets it now. Just a couple years ago, he was talking about, you know, anybody that, you know, knelt during the national anthem should find a new country to live in. So, you know, like shout out to Richard Petty, man. You know, he might might be getting it in his old age. Right. And that's the thing is that, People got to understand, and and like you said, there's only certain things you can understand when you go through that, uh, Cody. You know, like I said, you can't. I couldn't even imagine the shit you've been through. But all of us have to understand that there is a privilege out there, and I think they finally get it. And it's t- I mean, you know how hard it is for old people to get that shit. They've been dealing with this for 70, 80 years. So when you right. see someone that old in a predominantly white sport for the last you know sixty years racing. Um, and even before that, because, you know, he's a Southern boy, so you just – I mean, you know how Rich Petty brought up. The fact that he can learn at this age shows that anyone can, and that's what everyone needs to do. It's simple. We – people people have – you know, everyone's done dumb shit. Everyone's done stuff in the past. But if you learn, I mean, you know, to a point of not the dumbest shit in the world, you know what I'm saying, but to a point – you got to learn and you got to grow and adapt. And it's the same thing anywhere you go. You can't, you can't just keep in your fucking same ways, whether that's in your job or in your life or anything, you have to grow, learn and adapt to new things all the time, no matter what. And you got to see, yeah, it's, it's nice to see what they're doing and I you know, hope they keep it up. And like I said, you know that they're doing right. Cause they're pissing off so many of their own fans, you know, that they're doing mm-hmm. Because they're pissing off all those racists dealing with that shit. That's how you core it right. Yeah, to the core, you're right. And that's where, like, we talked about that, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people, as we know, hate change and they don't like change. And that's in our in our everyday life, in work and everything else. And this is something that, that needs a big change. And I think NASCAR like if you they grabbed the damn brass ring so to speak that we talk about and just went with it like you would have never thought that the sport that is considered the most racist sport in all of sports would be the one that's leading this and i and you know what i hope when they go back to having fans that it brings more fan i think it will i know they're going to lose some fans but i hope it brings more to nascar and a wide variety diversity the change i hope it brings it there yeah, I mean, it, obviously you see that it already has. You know, it's bringing new fans aboard, and, and you're seeing – I'm seeing people on Twitter, um, you know, black and white, of all races, really, I shouldn't even say that, of all races who are NFL NFL people or baseball people or whatever who have never said a word about NASCAR watching NASCAR um, and commenting on NASCAR and, you know, you get people like, oh, what a finish. So, you know, they're watching the race, you know, and that's the big thing. They're getting more mainstream, um, you know, people to support what they're doing and they need to keep it up and, you know, keep moving forward because it should teach these other sports, football, baseball, um, hockey, soccer, whatever, 
it should be teaching them this is how you should be acting. You know, this is what you need to be doing. We need to keep being proactive and stop regressing or stop staying the same um, into the habits that we've been in for the last 10, 20, 30, 100 years. It's, it's just what it is. So it shows that anybody, anybody can change. You just got to be willing to learn and got to be willing to adapt and make change. So NASCAR – Go ahead. Sorry, buddy. Oh, no, I was going to say, especially the way that they reacted with this situation, you know, it shows like that it's not just about the money. You know, they're doing this. They're actually, you know, they actually mean what they're doing and they mean what they say. Because a lot of people could have been, you know, oh, they're just doing it for the money and they're just trying to attract new fans. But the way that, you know, that they're willing to change and be different, and, you know, if you're willing to piss off your core base of fans to be, you know, inclusive and welcoming, like you say you're going to be, you know, that, that shows a lot, you know, and, and people should take that into account. You know, there's a lot of times that type of stuff is just lip service. Yeah. So. And, and a big, and I don't know if you heard this one either, either of you, but um, Denny Hamlin had that black car this weekend. Um, yep. FedEx. Yeah, FedEx let let him, you know, use that paint scheme. But the big thing is that over the weekend before the race, he went to the Civil Rights Museum and went to the um, um, the balcony uh, where, you know, Martin Luther King um, had a speech and all of that. And he, they said that he went in and he just listened. He took a tour. He didn't he didn't say anything. He just listened. And they did that story. And I think they asked him about it. And he said, look, he goes, I, I he goes, I know. He goes, I, I just want to learn. I need to understand and know, and I, I want to be better and better myself and, and, you know, keep this going. So it's not just NASCAR, the group, it's the driver too. And that's the cool part. Everyone is getting this. It's not just, it's not just NASCAR and, you know, their folks, it's, it's the drivers and, you, know, you get those guys on board because those are the ones everyone's seeing. Then you're going to get pit crew members doing it. And then, you know, office people in NASCAR, that's how everybody buys in. Simple yep. as that. And you said it right there. I mean, you got to give a shout out to FedEx too because they removed their own branding from that car to highlight uh, the National Civil Rights Museum at the Lorraine Motel. So that was big of FedEx too. I mean, even your sponsors are buying in. That is huge. For the sponsors to buy in, like you said, the drivers are buying in, NASCAR's buying in, and we just talked about the ratings. So NASCAR's ratings, and Steve Phelps, I don't think if France Jr. or whoever it was was recently the president who had to get off there because he got a DUI, now it's Steve Phelps. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a big change, too, and it's good for Steve Phelps. But so NASCAR's ratings on Monday, 3.36 million household viewers on a Monday race, which is the second most – uh, watch Monday race since Texas in 2014. Mm -hmm. Wow. I mean, they're pulling more viewers than wrestling is right now. <laughs> yeah, wrestling's going down, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's, it's impressive. And like you said, it, it'll be even more impressive if they keep pushing forward. And when this, and I don't think it will, and it shouldn't, because it's happened before and shit gets pushed into the background. I mean, we know this is that in, Five months, ten months, fifteen months. Don't don't forget about it. Keep doing it. Keep doing what you're saying. And if they, you know, if they keep doing it, if you keep doing the things that you're changing to, it's bound to stick. And that's, I think that's that's that should be the best part of this. And 
I do hope NASCAR does keep it up and, uh, you know, they, they keep going and persuade other sports to really understand and, and look at what they're doing and, and for them to make that change as well. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. And, um, you know, I'm looking back at some of the different things they've had in the past. So I'm back in uh, their, how it was each year. So like the, the ratings each year. So if I'm in this year and the ratings, so Darlington, the first race, they had 6 million viewers, 6 million like the first Darlington race, second one had 2 million. Um, and then the Coca-Cola 600 was down a little bit from last year. Uh, the ratings were still about the same as 29 or 2018, excuse me. Uh, they didn't have many for this, the Wednesday race. It's tougher on these Wednesday races for them to get bigger viewers. Uh, the food city 500, the Bristol's first race. So they had more viewers this year than the last four years. What I have statistics on. The Atlanta race had less viewers, but it's because of when it was. It was previously in February and March. Now it was in, um, in June. The uh, Homestead race, you can't really compare that because Homestead was the NASCAR championship race. Um, Talladega, like we said, they had 3 million viewers on Monday. So the last few years they had in April and May, they had 4.5 and, and 5 million viewers, but that was on a Sunday. You know, that's what we got to keep in mind. So the ratings are, are there. You know, they're down slightly and up in other places. But I think we're going to see that a lot of places and a lot of sports are going to have ratings down. I think you just said it with wrestling. I mean, wrestling's way down. So we got to keep that in mind as well as we move forward. But again, shout out to NASCAR. I know we don't cover them a lot, like thoroughly, but NASCAR, we've covered them a lot over the last uh, couple months. And just keep it up, NASCAR. And... Um, a shout out to Crandall's Quality Landscaping. Uh, Cody Bryan, if you want to take this one, I know you just got a bite in you, but if you want to take Crandall's Quality Landscaping, Sean, 419-704-5471, serves the Toledo and surrounding areas and not. I thought and not. We already did Talladega. That was last week. <laughs> well, he ain't going back. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. There we go. And uh, what do you what do you got for Sean Cody Bryan? I know you got something whipped up and ready. Ah, uh, yeah, Crandall's uh, quality landscaping, man. They think they have they can handle any of your landscaping needs. Uh, if you need your grass cut, you need your your bushes trimmed, um, any trees possibly you know trimmed or cut down, they can take care of that. You know, if you have uh, a patio, you might you might need some uh, pavers laid down on your patio or around the driveway, along the walkway. They can line that up, edge it up, put your pavers down, and take care of you, get you good, get you squared away. So call Crandall's Quality Landscaping. Not 419. Long care. 419, yeah, not long care. 419-704-5471. Thank you to Sean. And who's going to help us out, of course, episode 200, supply some of that liquor and that beer. We got 200 drinks to get to, so I think we got a four or five hour limit on ourselves. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna space it out this year so I can actually finish the show, and Bear doesn't have to do my slogan for me at the end because I'm hugging the toilet. <laughs> so, right, but hey, Bear, I give you all the credit in the world because you remembered the phrase on how to end it. So I, I was like, when I listen to it back at 2:30 in the morning, I'm like, my man, paid homage to me on the toilet. 
we only have done it for a year. It's, it's not that complicated to remember. <laughs> right. Oh, gosh. So, baseball, we got a deal. 60 games, right? 60 games yep, yep. or 50, 50 or 60. They did this shit March 26th. It's all yeah. fucking drama. Drama, drama, drama. They knew what they were going to do the whole fucking time. They yes, knew they it and they played it out. That's bullshit. Yeah. There's no way that they push through all this stuff and just out of nowhere, everyone wants to be there by July 1st. That is no, this fucking horseshit. Uh, yeah, this was the owner – or not the owner, but uh, Manfred. This was the commissioner-imposed season. This is that loophole that they had uh, – at least uh, MLB had up their sleeve. Because, you know, the owners, they had an agreement in the very beginning for 60 games, and their full salaries are – whatever it was that they had agreed to, then the owners pulled back, said, hey, man, we're, we're going to not do – we're not going to follow through what we originally agreed to. So the players said, all right, fine. We ain't doing shit. Right. And so you get, you get a pissing contest for the last, you know, what, three months? And, you know, here we are now with the owner-imposed 60-game season – um, there's going to be, last I seen, there are going to be 40 divisional games by Correct. region and then 20 interleague games by region. Well, yeah, it'll be um, counterparts. So, like, AL East will play NL East. Right. 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 And they got yeah. the and the DH for the yeah, NL. Be, uh, yeah, DH in the National League. Extra innings start with a runner on second base. Um. There's no expanded playoffs this year. So nope. um, this is, uh, you know, they, this is probably one of the first and only seasons we're going to have that's going to be wide open that damn near anybody can win. And the Yankees and Dodgers are favored to win the World Series. So I think next week, uh, or in a few weeks, when baseball actually starts, we'll have to give our MLB predictions because <laughs> we, we haven't done that yet. Three so you know what we should do? I think I think that's a good time for episode 200, July 18th. That's going to be our time we can do the MLB preview. Yeah, so we can make our picks. Start, I think yeah. the yeah. following week. The week right after that, right? Correct. We'll have a lot of things to go over that day. We'll have the NASCAR, uh, we'll have the NASCAR uh, the all-star race that we'll go over, several different things. Uh, NBA playoffs will be close, so we might as well cover that in, in episode 200. There's a lot we're going to have to talk about, a lot of things we got planned, some surprise things we got planned. We're going to have uh, – Bear, is uh, Mr. Bear coming? I don't know. Not sure. I, I did Not drive sure. by his house, by the way. Looks great. I drove by it the one time he was painting the sign. It looks amazing. I like the color change. Yep. New, new he do it all himself? No, they, uh, they hired somebody. They just did some touch-up. Yeah, new color change to the old house. Um, I think they last painted it in like 05, maybe, 04, 05. So we moved in and we moved there in 99. So, yeah, it would have been a couple of years after that. They painted it that um, orange, burnt orange, whatever the hell it was. So now it's a nice uh, navy blue. So, yeah, it looks it looks good. Very good. The, uh, I don't know if I ever told you, but um... – I don't know if you've seen the show or heard of the show Letter Kenny, that Canadian show. So, 
the uh, Brandon from the Grown Ups, his daughter, anytime they drive by, they call it the Letter Kenny house. She does. She's six. <laughs> so I was like, that's great. And Brandon told me that. that oh, yeah, Bear's parents is a Letter Kenny house. So yep. found that funny. Um, so with, like, Cody, you covered everything here uh, and what's going to happen with baseball. Uh, so they're, they're going to conduct training in their ballparks. Um, the trade deadline will be August 31st. And they got to be on the club's roster by September 15th in order to be eligible for postseason play. Uh, And then each club will have that 30-man roster for the first two weeks, 28 for the next two, 26 for the remainder of the season. And teams submit 60 players eligible to play 2020, 40-man roster plus taxi squad of 20 players. Um, Do you guys think that we're going to see any AAA, speaking of? I don't know. Probably not, though. They already said that the Tigers are going to use the Mud Hens uh, Stadium to for their training. I wonder if we're going to be there episode 200 and be able to watch some Tigers training. <laughs> they may be because that's where I, I just read that probably about an hour before uh, we started recording today or tonight. That they said, yeah, the Tigers are going to be there and that's where they're going to train. And they said that that's probably where they're going to keep excess players to be ready. Might yeah. have just there, you know, if pe- obviously when people get hurt then that's what they'll call up from because there's probably going to be no triple A season. So we'll see. Yeah. And that's dependent on, you know, with all the COVID stuff right now, the spring training facilities in uh, Arizona and Florida have been shut down now. Mm-hmm. So, and I just seen today, uh, Charlie Blackman of the Rockies, he, he tested positive for, uh, for COVID. So, I mean, we'll see what happens, man. There's – I mean, they – the MLB, the players, they have that same um, out that they can take if they want to, but the, uh, kind of like the NBA, but theirs is different. So, you have to have a spouse or, uh, like, an immediate family member, like, living in your house. You know, if they're pregnant, then, you know, you can take a, you can take a leave of the season and still get paid. And then if you just voluntarily choose to, you know, not take, not play the season, then you, uh, you don't get paid, but up to, which I thought was interesting. uh, I heard today, 42% of the players playing this year are going to make a hundred thousand dollars or less this season, just on those 60 games. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's, when you hear something like that, you kind of can see, you know, why the players held out for, you know, their full salaries when, you know, almost half the league's not even making a hundred grand. Well, I mean, they, because if they have it next year, they'll be able to get a stimulus. So that was look at the positive. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> look at the positives here. Um, so, with a few things here, a few a few things that are to note. Uh, position players pitching. So, there was supposed to be a new restriction for that that said they could only pitch in the game was in extra innings or their team was ahead of training by more than six runs. Uh, or ahead or trailing, excuse me, by more than six runs. Uh, so, no such restriction this season. So, probably next year at the full season. Three batter minimum. Uh, this was an offseason rule change for this year. It's going to remain the same. So relievers who enter the game must face at least three batters or finish an inning before being stupid. removed. Stupid, stupid, stupid. 
Right. It's a strategy game. That's the point. You put in a lefty to face the lefty, and then you know you got three righties coming up, so then you put in the righty. It's to get one out. That's the whole strategy of baseball. Another new, another new strategy is going to be, all right, look at the next three batters. Right. <laughs> and, they, and they could switch them out anyway, you know. They can just they plug so, a new guy in. So many rules that they could change in that game, and they change the one that they don't need to change. Fucking stupid. And if there are suspended games, so if a game gets cut short due to weather before it becomes official, so less than five innings, uh, it will be concluded at a later date rather than started from scratch. So they'll start right where they left off. As they should anyways. That's a good one. Right. No, that's a good one. That should have always happened. If you play if you play four innings and you have two guys, you got a guy on first and second, and it's four to four, and X person's up and X per- – now, the only thing that sucks is that the X person pitching, that might be tough. But, right. you know, there's certain things that I've just never liked about that. So, that's a, yeah. that's a good change. You think the analytics are bad before. Just wait till this season now with that whole three batter minimum – for the pitchers to face. Good God. Right. No, I agree with that. Um, so we got to thank a few more times. They got a few more paid slots on these shows. So we got to thank Cassandra at PNC. Visit her at the White House branch or give her a call. 419-877-0634. Also, you can check out Verizon. Verizon is a true technology business partner, helps local businesses deploy technologies that positively impact operations and increase revenue for the company. At Verizon, they did not wait for the future. We build it. Get in touch with the sales rep in your area, verizon.com. All right, so uh, there's there's a few other things we got to get to. Uh, NBA, so what do you think about Avery Bradley? I'll ask you, Cody, because you're a Lakers fan. Avery Bradley sitting out uh, for family reasons and them trying to get J.R. Smith. <laughs> yeah, I heard that today, man. I, I mean, I don't blame Avery Bradley. Uh, he says he's going to sit out. He, um, His son, I believe you said it was, is um, you know, compromised and has, um, you know, like respiratory issues. So, you know, I understand him sitting out. I don't blame him. And honestly, with these with these guys getting ready to go and play these games, you know, just to, you know, just to get out and play, you know, because it's their job and everything, like, I don't blame either one, anybody either way. Like, if you want to play, I don't blame you. And, you know, if you don't want to play, I don't blame you either. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of nice that Avery Bradley's looking out for, you know, his family and, you know, especially his son and not wanting to get him sick. So, because, I mean, he would have to bring him to the bubble. So, but this whole J.R. Smith thing, I I don't know. (laughs) I mean, mean, family coming first, absolutely, 100%. I support his decision on that one, no doubt. Um, For the player aspect, though, I mean, Avery Bradley is one of the top five defensive players in the league. So, (laughs) that to Jr. Um, yeah, that's it's more of a offense, offense, defense switch you got there. It is, but LeBron likes playing with Jr. Um, besides the one time he didn't pass him the ball and could have came one against Golden State, but um, besides that, LeBron likes playing with Jr. So, I mean, offensively, it's not going to hurt him. Defensively, though, it might suck. But when you have healthy LeBron and healthy AD, you'll be all right. 
Uh, and I guess if Dwight decides he wants to play or uh, hang out with his boyfriend or whatever, I don't know what he's doing. But uh, whatever he decides. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with it. That's cool. I don't have a problem with it. I don't have any problem with it. Just don't lie to yourself, Dwight. It's okay. It's okay if you like to swing both ways, dude. Allegedly. Allegedly. And whatever. I mean, maybe his girl likes doing something. Ah, never, never mind. Never. Uh, well, never. Yeah, I mean. I wouldn't peg him for that kind of guy if you catch one. Well, obviously, that's his point, getting him pegged. <laughs> so, Are you I, chicken chunks, too? Hell Dude. yeah. Are those barbecue? Because they look delicious. Yes, they're barbecue. Shout out to Hungry Howie's. <laughs> <laughs> Hungry Howie's is not an official sponsor of the show, but we will more yeah. than welcome them. But if they want to be, yeah. Right. I mean, I'll say take, you welcome them. I'll take some barbecue chicken chunks for dinner. And we'll also we will also take uh, Manscaped. We'll take them as a sponsor, so you don't cut up your man meat when you're trying to you know fix it up. <laughs> the uh, so can somebody tell me? Um, I was reading this that the playoffs begin, or excuse me, the seeding games begin July 30th, and it says eight per team. So each team's going to have eight games, just in general. But it, uh, but their record stays the same from when they ended the season, right? Right. I believe the eight yes. games is the round robin tournament portion, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And then I saw, you know, August 17th playoffs begin, deadline for early entry candidates to declare for the 2020 draft. Uh, August 30th, families and guests of teams may arrive. September 30th is the target date for the NBA Finals to start. NBA drafts October 16th, and then free agencies October 18th. So when are they going to start the season for next year? They, they said December 1st, but it's probably I, – I don't think that will happen. It will probably be around Christmas. I bet if they were smart, they started at Christmas. Because Christmas is – I mean, that's a big NBA day anyway. So if they started at Christmas, right around Christmas, that would be the smartest thing for them, in my opinion. Especially because I think Christmas falls on a Friday this year. So it's even better. Awesome. Yeah, that was at least the latest rumor I heard around like a Christmas, uh, like a Christmas New Year start of the season. And then I think it would be another, uh, like another shortened season in the June, and then they would get kind of right back on track. Perfect. Um, so if you need to get on track in your dating life, you need to get in touch with Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. Yeah, even though the uh, second wave of COVID might, may be coming, you guys should have listened to us, you know, three months ago when we told you about this. You could have got with Connell, and you could have, uh, you know, gotten that, that dating game sprucing up instead of just uh, swiping right randomly on Tinder and throwing out your shittiest uh, pickup line, which that doesn't work anymore. You got to be cool. You got to be calm. You got to be collected. And the one who can teach you that, is Connell Barrett at datingtransformation.com. Stop with the corny pickup lines. They don't work anymore. Just stop. Get with Connell Barrett. Get trained properly to speak to the opposite sex or whoever you may, whoever you may like. And, uh, you know, find yourself a nice little quarantine buddy for the second wave of the COVID that comes through here. Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. So, uh, NFL – 
so Dak finally got his franchise tag. Thirty-one point four million. Badass picture ever. What he post? He didn't see it. No. And he was tipping it. Oh, that yeah, was first time he's so, done anything since all this. So if uh, if he does, they can continue to tag him, but it just goes up and up and yep. up. So next year they tag him. It could be near forty million. After that, fifty some million. Uh, so they're going to have to sign him. Well, <laughs> the fact that he signed that franchise tag as early as he did is it means he wants to be there. So he's going to work with them. Um, something's going to happen. I think they're going to they're going to. You know, Jerry's a drama queen, so he's got to he's got to push everything to the to the limit. Be last to do it. Make it a big spectacle. Is bullshit. But the fact that he signed when he did, I mean, he wants to be a Dallas Cowboy. It's it's simple as that. He don't want to go anywhere else because he knows everywhere else sucks that doesn't have a decent starting quarterback. So um, hopefully we, uh, we get a, a signing here before the season starts. Uh, you know, it's June 24th. So we got plenty of time to get this done, and, and I think it's going to happen. Yeah, they said, what, July 15th, they can try to get a new deal done yeah. by then. Otherwise, it waits till next year. Yeah. We'll see. Why, uh, and why turn down $30 million? Sitting in your face, you know. Because he wants 40. Yeah. But, I mean, if you got 30 sitting in your face, you might as well take that 30 because you know, who knows what's going to happen. You know, especially with next year coming up, I think they have a – I think the NFL has a CBA coming up pretty soon too. So with, you know, especially with if they have any delays or anything with the season, those revenues are going to be down. So that money's going to be down and you might not get, hell, you might not even get 30 next year. <clears throat> Let alone 40 that you're wanting. Yep. It's all, it's all gamble. It is. But I mean, it's, I mean, for that, if you play your if you play your cards right and you save your money, whether you're getting thirty or you're getting forty, it shouldn't matter. Yeah, ten million dollars is a lot of money, but if I'm making thirty million and instead of forty, I don't. It shouldn't be that big of a difference, in my opinion. Wouldn't, wouldn't be to me. I could I could make a million, and be set for the rest of my life. Dude, I'll be the third uh, the third punter and happily take league minimum. Oh, absolutely! I take I take five fifty five hundred fifty thousand a year. Absolutely, be the backup punter. Uh huh. Oh God! So and then, did you guys see the video of Ha Ha Clinton Dix? He still can't shake them bears, man. <laughs> that was funny. That was great. Is he riding he took, a fucking scooter? He's riding like a razor scooter. He took off from that scooter so fast. Uh, Just let it go. <laughs> yeah, that was that was good. Um, then, uh, yep. Go ahead. Ford, I seen the Ford step down. Yep, um, that, I was just going to mention that. So I don't know. Hopefully, the daughter can make some better decisions instead of you know firing the guy that got you two playoff appearances out of the three you've ever had. Yep. So Martha Firestone Ford, uh, she's been ahead of the team for six years, um, and she's 94 years old. Stepped down for her daughter Sheila Ford Hamp who is taking over. Right, we'll see how it goes. Good luck to the Lions. Um, NHL, so the hub cities are down to six now. You know, Columbus and Minneapolis are out. 
so now we've got Chicago, LA, Vegas are the three American cities. I think we all said that Vegas would be a good one. Uh, and then you got Edmonton, Toronto, and Vancouver. I could really see it coming down to like Toronto because it's close to the States and uh, Vegas because it's out West and the West could play in Vegas. The East can play in Toronto. That's what I kind of really seeing it come down to. Well, the problem with that is though, I mean, you, you can't travel across the border right now. So I don't know if that's going to actually be the case or not. That, so, that well, hold on. Cause Canada came back about that. So they said they'd allow the league to quarantine internally, making Toronto, Vancouver, Edmonton, realistic possibilities. So they would all have to go to Toronto though and stay there. Correct. All right. So it's possible. Um, like they said, one for the East playoffs and one for the Western Conference. The Stanley Cup final or Final Four would likely be in one or of the two cities. So it makes sense. Put it in Vegas. Yep. I would. Man, you know us stupid Americans don't know how to act, man. They're going to mess around. There's going to be some COVID cases spiking in Vegas. And they're going to mess around. Had a NHL. Uh, the whole league will be in Canada. Yeah, no shit. The, uh, with uh, COVID, I don't know if you've seen, like, Vegas, how they're doing it at the casinos right now. But they uh, – so they – you know how you're playing blackjack? You're sitting at a table playing blackjack. They've literally got the plastic partitions in between each spot. And in front with the dealer, I'm like, wow. So I'm like, yeah. do they – can you not touch the table, you know, like to yeah, – you you It's just – it's to protect everybody. They do in Hollywood, too. I was there Friday. No, right. So, are they? Do they spray it after you get up then, or what do they do? Not the tables. I mean, you can't really spray the tables, but they make you wear a mask at the table if you want. To oh, really? Play a table game. Yeah. What do they do for slots? Are they just wiping them off as people get up? Yep. They got hand sanitizer everywhere. They got wipes everywhere, so you can realistically go grab a wipe and wipe down your ta- or wipe down your uh, slot machine before you even play it, and then when you're done with the slots, you're supposed to flip your seat like a bar stool, kind of like you're supposed to stay. If you flip your seat on the slot machine, it shows the clean the clean team who's dressed in all orange and all suited up to come over and uh, disinfect the machine. So, so they got a lot of people working uh, on the clean team? Uh, I saw three different people Friday at 6.30. Um, Which is three more than we've ever seen. Yeah, well, and they shut down um, from – I think they shut down from 5 to 7 every night to do a, a deep clean of everything. Oh, yeah, Really? Like yeah. prime time. Yep. But with the tables, I mean, the only – I mean, you got to – you know, I, I I don't play craps, so I don't know what they're doing. Um, I didn't get to play Ultimate Texas. That's the only thing that sucks is that they cut down their shit from three people and four people on the tables. So you kind of got people waiting and standing around too. Um, but, you know, blackjack, you're not touching the cards. Roulette, you're only touching chips, which – For me, you know, I sat there, I played, used my chips, played, 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 whatever, lost, unfortunately, on roulette, and then I just went over and sanitized my hands. Like, you know, I wasn't touching my face or anything. So I think that if people are smart, then it'll be fine. But I'm sure they sanitize the chips and they sanitize all that shit with all their spray and everything. Um, But I thought they did a good job. So That's great. Take that as a lesson learned, people. You yeah, can wash your wear your mask. To, yeah, wash your fucking hands. You can put a mask on to go gamble. You can put a mask on to go get your groceries. Yep, that's what I do in, in my essential places. <laughs> do that best. The uh, So did you have to take your own mask or did they have some to buy? 
Uh, no, actually, if you go sit on a table, they just give you one for free if you don't have one. But I had, I knew, I figured that they would have something. So I always, I always bring a mask just in case. Um, and we wore it when we got in because there are other people on the elevator. So we wore it down the elevator. You have to take it off, obviously, with your ID. So then once we took it off, that we just kind of walked around. And I mean, if you're walking around and you're not, you know, kissing people and shit, you know, that you're walking by, it's okay. Um, you know, as long as you're not coughing and sneezing on people, I don't see it as that big of a deal. And they asked, um, they said all table games need to wear a mask. So when we went on roulette, I put my mask on and had zero problems at all. We had a good time. Did they have the partitions on the tables too? Some of them do. Some of them don't. So the, the ones that don't have partitions are only three to a table. The ones that do have partitions are four to a table. Okay. There's no partitions and they didn't really have a limit, but any roulette table or the roulette tables that we were on, we only saw max four people. So I'm assuming that's probably what they'll have on each roulette table. Was it busy? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. How many are they letting in? They, they say 50% capacity. It's a big place. So yeah, I mean, yeah 50%, 50% for them is probably 3000 people. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, and, and they took out the, the slot machines they could take out, they did. And then the ones where they couldn't pull out, they uh, put signs up and they shut them off and said, um, these are out of service until further notice sort of thing with all the COVID. So, so they've got the – so do they have gaps in between the, the actual slot machines? Yeah, some of them they do. The ones they could take out, they did. The other ones, just have them shut off. Hmm, nice. But, but, they still have the chairs there, you know, because, I mean, if a husband and wife want to sit down and the right. wife wants to play and the husband's there, they still let them sit by each other sort of thing. So. That's good, man. I like that. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Cody. No, I was just saying, let's see if the if the casino can be reasonable to let you nasty motherfuckers in, then you ought to be reasonable to wash your hands, put your damn mask on, man. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard. I mean, it's a minor inconvenience. Put, just, just put the mask on. Your breath probably stinks, but you know what? That, that might be a reason why we don't want to smell it. Just put your mask on. Well, that that is the worst part, though. Like, because at work we have we have pods, so I in my office I don't have to wear a mask. But if I get up and go somewhere, I have to put my mask on. So you know, after I have some coffee and I have to do it, I'm like, ooh, like that's gross. Like, god damn. Right. And it's not right. like I don't. It's not like I don't brush my teeth. It's just anyone who drinks right. coffee in the morning, you get that coffee breath and you have it in your mask, and you're like, ah. Yeah. Dude, that's like after that's like me after I go smoke and I know I gotta go back into my office. I'm like, damn it. You know, and I'm like so I get the hand sanitizer and I literally like wipe it on my beard and I put the mask on and like try to hold my breath while I get back to the office. It's brutal. I mean you need to quit smoking, see? Oh fuck off. Um (laughs) (laughs) the uh uh, all right, so we've got uh, trivia coming up. Jeremy's ready to go. I told him we're finishing up at a, a casino discussion, and he said, when in doubt, hit. So, <laughs> uh, so do you have the scores for us, sir? Yes, I do. Um, and we are catching you. Uh, oh, shit. Mr. Mr. Marcus Wellington, um, 462. Cody Bryant, 411. My oh, shit. 422. Oh fuck! Pirate right. two hundred five, Dub at twenty nine, and West at seven. Let me let me put it to you this way: on May twenty seventh, because I keep all these. May twenty seventh, Gary, you had four twenty seven. Cody had three forty seven, and I had three seventy. Now June seventeenth, Gary has four sixty two. 
Cody has 411. I have 422. So, and I have here. So you gained like 10 points on me in a month. That's pretty good. We're we're coming. I like it. All right. So Jeremy, let him know that we're ready to go. And uh, I just told him, I said, get it ready. And I told him I'll say go. And here we go. So chat box it up. We doing the chat box. Yeah, if needed. Uh, First up with the, with a 60 game MLB schedule coming up, every single team has a chance as the best team won't necessarily rise to the top. Looking at last season, how many wins did the world series champion Washington nationals have after 60 games? Closest gets the point. All right. Uh, I got to find my chat box. There we go. I was honored mine. Oh, dude, I was was going close to that. Cody Bryant. There we go. Cody Bryant. Oh, damn. 24, 28, and 27. Man. I know, because they were under 500. I thought they were like 11 games under, so it would be like 25, but 27. Son of a bitch. Ah. <laughs> Brian. Eh. Damn. Damn, that was 19 and 31. I think it was that bad. Yeah, I knew at the worst they were like 11 or 10 games, 11 or 12 games under. Some bitch. How many points was that? Two. Two. Yep, I gave them two. Damn, that was close. I was right Three. There. For three points, here's a mind-bender for you guys. Le'Veon Bell carried the ball 245 times last season with a long run of only 19 yards. Who was the last player to have even more carries in a season without a 20-yard run? Hint, Hall of Fame player who played in both the NFC and AFC and leads the AFC team he was on in career rushing yards all time for that franchise. This lowly feat occurred in 2006. (laughs) Yeah, what? Hall of Famer. Hall of Fame running back? NFC. AFC and NFC. And this occurred in 2006. Hall of Fame, man. So when you guys are ready, when you guys are ready, let me know and we'll type, uh, we'll, I'll hit enter. Mine's already in there. AFC so and NFC. And then in 2006? Shit, dude. Like, is, that, is that at the end of his career? But he still had to be a feature back, though. If he right. got many carries. AFC and NFC. Oh, six. I'm going to get a little wild here. Get a little wild here. I got I got it. I don't know. I'll hit San when we do. Oops. Oh shit. I turned the caps off. Um dude, I have no clue. All right, we ready? Yep. One, two, and three. Yeah, I have no clue. Ooh, dude, that's a good one. That is a really good one, Bear. I just can't remember when he last played. I don't know why Corey Dillon's in my head, but I'm like, he sucks. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even remember him switching conferences yep. either. Corey Dillon. Were the Cardinals the in the – yeah. Were the Cardinals in the AFC at that time? That's what I don't remember. Edgerin James. The edge. Oh, mm. And I almost put him, but I didn't think he was in the Hall of Fame. Ain't that a bitch? I didn't know he was in the Hall of Fame either, honestly. Yeah. I didn't either. So, so that's with the Colts and who else? Yeah, Colts and I want to say – I don't know who else he played for. 
Well, I'm going to pull that because that's what I want to know. Edger and James. So he played, oh, the Seahawks. Really? Mm. See, I was thinking Sean Alexander, but I can never remember for an AFC team. All right. And finally, Malcolm Brogdon, a very underrated player and sadly just tested positive for the virus, made history last season. He was only the eighth player to ever join the 50-40-90 club. Shot 50%. God, this is a Steph Curry answer. 50% or more from the field goal, 40% from three, and 90% from free throw. Name the other seven. One point for each. Whoever gets the most right gets a bonus three points on top of it. So... So, do we need to list it out or go back and forth? I'm assuming list it out. Because if it's listed out, uh, we're going to have to pause the show for a quick commercial break. Let's see what uh, he says. Just list them. Each make your own list. Oh, man. So yeah. I, so I've got to get here and get to the recording. So I'm going to have to stop sharing my. Oh, here we go. Pause recording. So to our fans, we'll be back uh, literally in one second. All right. So we are back and we have our list ready to go. And so on three boys, let's enter them in. One, two, and three. All right. So we've got. A lot. So, so me, Steph Curry, Reggie Miller, Steve, Curry, the Bird, Michael Jordan, Ray Allen, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Ray Allen, Clay Thompson, Kyle Korver, Paya Stoyakovich, uh, shit, Reggie Miller. I'm assuming Reggie Miller. Yeah, Reggie Miller. James Harden. And then James Harden. Sorry, I skipped over James Harden. Yeah. And then Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, JJ Redick, Kyle Korver, Reggie Miller, Larry Bird, Steve Kerr. All good answers. Mm-hmm. So we will see what we have here. We'll have to count up for each person, and then most gets an additional three points. See what he comes with, Jeremy. Let's go, Jeremy. These are the real greatest shooters of all time. Who can account for it? He knows Steph's on it. That was easy. Here we go. (laughs) We had Larry Bird. Did we all have Larry Bird? Uh, No. Two of us did. Sweet. Two of us got Larry Bird. Right. <laughs> Steph Curry, obviously. All three of us had Steph, so another point. Kevin Durant. Oh, shit. Oh, I didn't think about Kevin Durant. Neither did I. Neither did I. No one has Durant. Ooh. I didn't think he was. Steve a Nash. Yes. Give me another. Steve Nash. I would have never guessed him. Hey, oh, him. Mark Price. Damn it. Ooh, he shot just as many three-pointers as Steve Nash did. Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk. Well. Come on, Ray Allen. Or Reggie Miller. Or Clay Thompson. Right. I need to yeah. win this. Yeah, there we go. Reggie Miller. Somebody's at four. Steph, Reggie. My first four. MJ, Ray Allen, and Clay Thompson. Not. I thought I figured Clay Thompson would be there since he was just talking about this and trying to shit on us. Right. Do we all do we all have Reggie? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. All right. Hold on. I'm trying to get the points in for that. So I got four. 
Um, I got three. You got three, got and two. it looks – and he's got two. So I get seven. So you get three points. All right. So four plus three, seven. You get uh, – you each get your points, three and two. All right, bonus. Only two of the eight have accomplished this feat more than once. Larry Bird did it twice, and one of the other – these players accomplished this a whopping four seasons. Name that player for three bonus points. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm not falling for the trap. Yeah, I feel like we're going to be a trap if we say uh, Steph Curry. I think it was Kevin Durant. KD? Yeah. I'm going to go with Dirk. That was Off the first, wall. That was my first guess, but I feel like he's tricking us, so I'm going Mark Price. So we all got a different one there. Yep. Steve Nash. What? None of us got it. The one and only well-deserved MVP, regardless of what Cody says, Steve Nash. (laughs) Go back and watch both of those seasons. Shaq was still in his prime, and he should have got the MVP every single year until he got traded to Phoenix. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Hold on. Only thing to say this week is the pod is going down, and you would not want to compete in tennis or cornhole. Cornhole is happening. It's I, happening. I, I agree. I don't want to play tennis. I suck at tennis. No. No, no. The only, so he said, only thing to say this week is the pod is going down, and you would not want to play to compete in tennis or cornhole. So, Jeremy, just so you know, we're going to play cornhole regulation, 27 feet, board to board. We're playing. And if you want to mix and match, what are we doing? A one-on-one tournament? One one of my guys versus you? I'm doing it. We're going to have two sets of boards. Shit, we'll have two, three, four sets of boards. We'll do one pod guy versus one of your guys. One-on-one to 21, and we'll bring down the tournament. I cannot guarantee you, but at least three of the four of us are going to make the final four. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. Oh, Guaranteed. Need a tall glass, a rum and coke, and a cigar. I'm good. I was about to say, as long as I can hold a beer, I'm I'm there. (laughs) You don't want that. I I only played one-handed. Right. It's a tournament style. Winner take all. So, dude, that'll be fun. Wait, read the second part of it because that's funny. One pod guy versus one of yours. No, I'm talking about the second part. Oh, sorry. Uh, only thing uh, I have a, a player of similar size and stature. <laughs> Wait a minute, you guys better talk. <laughs> you guys better talk Brandon into this. I have a player of similar size and stature I can get. Have a good one. See you for wrestling. He said, "Bring it for cornhole." So it looks like we got our four sports. Woo! They're going down. Oh man! They picked the uh, they picked the wrong guys to mess with. Yeah. Tennis. So, should have stuck with tennis. Right. Yeah, so cornhole. So they want he, – he came up with basketball, flag football, softball. Basketball could be some sleepers there. I've played with them. They're, they're pretty decent. You know, we've, none of us have played together, so we're going to have to get together before. Baseball, I'm not worried about, or softball. Not worried. Uh, basketball, we'll play a little bit, get on each other's, you know, the same team there. Football. I'm not worried. We do baseball and softball. That's baseball or softball. Oh, and or we got It's probably going to end up being baseball because more of us have baseball bats and baseballs than we do softballs. Unless Cody Bryant has the supplies. 
I have softballs. I might have a couple of bats, but they're not uh they're not the um the scrawny guy softball specials. You know, with the those, <laughs> like hot softball bats that you know you have swing and the ball goes three hundred feet. Well, dude, we play baseball, mitten dingers. I'm Big L, and I hit dingers. Hit dingers. <laughs> I, that's what it'll be. I'm Big Marcus, and I hit dingers. <laughs> so, no, we're taking them down. Flag football, everything. They're going down. So, I, I expect us. I want to see a pod versus pod final in cornhole, and I want all four of those sports taken home by the pod. Maybe I should get a trophy made for that day. A trophy for each one. <laughs> each sport. Let us go see if, trophies. Or or I could just go get a belt for each a wrestling belt for each one. <laughs> we'll get four belts. Dude, that's what we could get. We can get four tag team belts. The little plastic ones. <laughs> just put each put each sport on it. Which one goes to which? Well, no, I'm just saying we'd put we'd get just four tag team belts. So if you win, so we might have to have a fifth event that you win, you know that. But I, I think we're taking them all, so we'd win too early. So maybe it is each sport. We'll just get a trophy for each sport. We'll figure something out. I'll talk to our trophy guys. <laughs> so, Jeremy, thank you, man. We are looking forward to it. August 8th is what we have on the calendar uh, for us. August 8th, we're going to make work. Uh, rain or shine? I mean, yeah, unless there's like lightning, then right. then we're out. But yes, I, I can I can play in rain. I ain't scared of that. And I just told him August eighth, rain or shine, and less lightning. So, dude, uh, I just started started the diet on Monday. Started working out again. So, Cody, you'll appreciate this. Down uh, almost six pounds in two days. So, <laughs> cut it up, man. Get on that treadmill twice a day and drinking a crap load of water. Yeah. Uh, that's what I got to do. I got to bring the elliptical in the house, I think. Can't run it outside. And I just I just told uh, Jeremy that I said, Brandon is out. He said he sweats when he ties his shoes. <laughs> he said, damn, okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, we can't help it, Jeremy. I mean, we'd love to have that. And he just laughed at that. He sweats when he ties his shoes. Uh, so, Jeremy, looking forward to it, man. Thanks again. I mean, we can't thank Jeremy enough. And he said that'll probably be most of us sweating when we tie our shoes. Oh, I'm bringing cleats. I'm bringing my baseball cleats, my football cleats, and I got to get some high-top shoes. Otherwise, I'll break an ankle. I don't have any high-tops. Oh man, we gotta start looking around. Maybe we need to try to find like some team shoes and cleats. <laughs> we'll just wear our OTL. Well, do we want to? Do we want to get some cutoff shirts? I'll brand and do some uh, some of those tanks. Put the OTL logo on some tanks. That'd be, That'd be classy. Mm -hmm. I like it. I'll see if he can do. You want the new OTL logo? I think because he's already printing those. We'll see if he can get mm -hmm. some. Uh, see if he can get some. Uh, you guys fine with black on that? Let's not. If it's going to be August eighth, it's probably a bad idea. So maybe <laughs> we can... I want to wear is a black fucking tank top when it's a hundred degrees outside in the sun. <laughs> so, so we'll come up with some colors. We'll we'll talk about this uh, off the show and uh, pick which logo we want to use. Um, so <laughs> Stat Parrot is calling me right now, um, <laughs> idiot. So uh, yeah, I'm not. Uh, so. 
What an idiot. Anyway, so we got to finish this show up because we got to get into wrestling. It's almost 9 o'clock already. Right. All right. So a few things. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this. I laughed my ass off. Potential trade. The Houston Texans trade Deshaun Watson, J.J. Watt, and a first-rounder for Jamal Adams and two party-sized bags of Tostitos. <laughs> they would do it. They would do it. Um, and then current uh, – so you guys got your phones by you? Yeah. So I want to do that thing I did again yesterday um, to see which team you get drafted by based on your current battery percentage. So yesterday I was drafted by the Chiefs. Barry, you went to where? Uh, the Colts, I think. And then the Cardinals for Dub. So today uh, I'm getting drafted by the Patriots. Damn it. Wish I was there last year or a few years ago. So I'm going to the Patriots. Cody uh, Brown, what's your percentage or bear? I was going to say, I'm at uh, 63% right now. So where's you're that? going to Buffalo. All right. They're, they're all right. Yeah, well, I'm going to the Jets. Oh, you see it too? You at 35% or some shit? Yeah, I'm at 37. <laughs> Damn, you were almost to the Chargers. Uh, uh, so, real quick, we'll do the uh, On This Day in Sports History. As always, I'll give you guys some... Um, just a, a couple of different things that happen on this day in history. You give me the year. So U.S. Men's, uh, U.S. Open Men's Golf, Olympia Fields Country Club, Johnny Farrell defeats amateur, amateur Bobby Jones by one stroke in a 36-hole playoff to win his first major. 1921. Uh, 1918. 1928. Joe DiMaggio becomes the fifth to hit two home runs in one inning. Yankees beat the Browns 18 to 4. 46. Uh, 39. 36. All right. I, this is a two parter, so I want the year and then I want how many he did. Jackie Robinson swipes his first home plate out of this many in his career. So give me the year and how many times he stole home. 48 and 7. Uh, 46 and 6. So 47 in between you guys and 19 times he stole home. Jeez. That is quite a bit. All right. Ricky Henderson debuts for Oakland and steals his first base. 1967. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> um, fucking, I don't know. I say seventy-eight. You said there. What you say? Seventy-nine is correct. All right, Shaquille O'Neal, LSU center, first pick by the Orlando Magic. Ninety-four. 93. 92. Uh, senior Tournament Players Championship Men's Golf Canterbury Golf Club. Arnold Palmer wins his second straight Champions Tour major by three strokes ahead of Peter Thompson of Australia. 82. Uh, 88. 84. Mark McGuire hits a 538-foot home run. 
93. Can't imagine he had only one. Right. Well, you missed it on every single one of those guesses. Oh, uh, what, 91? <laughs> no, 97. Damn. All right, so happy birthday uh, today. So th- this guy would be 125, Jack Dempsey. 125. That's it. Uh, <laughs> that's insane, if you ask me. Um, and uh, happy birthday it said, this is funny. It says Japanese footballer. I did not know this. Uh, this can't be the same guy. Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> I'm going to guess not. But we're going to say his name. J.J. Redick. Happy birthday. 36 years old. Hey, Google him. Uh, Lionel Messi. 33. And then Monet Davis. 19 today. First, uh, first American Little League baseball pitcher, first girl to pitch a shutout. Pretty awesome. So, thanks to Wes Anderson for Moments in Time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter. It's Songs by Wes. Thanks to All Work Clothing. First and primary sponsor of Over the Line Sports Podcast. Thank you to Crandall Squad and Landscaping. Brittany of Verizon, Cassandra at PNC, Connell Barrett, DatingTransformation.com. Sorry to Sparty Steve that we couldn't get to you today. Uh, We look forward to seeing you at episode 200 and maybe one of the next few. Who knows? And as always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. And baseball still trash. I'll give him a chance.